0: Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins. Once again, more Premier League action to cover this weekend. Just going to jump straight into the episode why he's going to go to the first game of the game week. Nottingham Forest against Newcastle United. Newcastle coming out. Victors in that game. Two goals to one. So, we'll open it up.
1: It was a harsh enough result for Forest. Um, played well. Obviously a late penalty. Um, kind of, I expected the, the result to kind of go this way. Um I know we predicted on the bottom ends website a draw, but I did expect a lot of pressure from Newcastle side, um, and not Forest. They were always going to be pushed back. I know they've got a good home record this season, but they're always going to be pushed back by a side that's challenging um, for the top four. And look, we've kind of written off Newcastle in the past few weeks, but they're right back into that equation for for Champions League qualification. Um, and as long as they can keep their, their £70 million man, Isaac, fit, it, it looks like they really, really could get it.
0: Yeah, well, I think that that's that's the main thing. Is you've just uh, noted there, Oren, obviously. They have played a lot of the season without um, Isaac. Um, and at set, when you spend £70 million on a striker, you know the, you would expect this guy to be fit and, and to be playing every week. And it just hasn't been the case for Newcastle so far this season. But definitely with... Isaac up front, they, they actually do look a much better side, to be fair. Um, earlier in the season, I actually thought Wilson was playing some of his best football, really looked to be playing out of his skin. But as of the last few weeks, definitely, you would have to say Isaac is, is the main man. He, he has to be the go-to up front. He's the guy that looks like he's going to convert the chances. And overall, the result against Wolves last week, and then the result this week again Forrest, Rightly puts them back into that that conversation yep. again for yeah. for the top four and definitely. Newcastle fans I think would be very excited to to think that the possibility of Champions League football could be on the horizon this season for definitely. them. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, super
2: half, finish in the first the first goal as well for yeah, Is finish. finish. Um, they have to be favourites for it now. Like looking at the table, they're two points behind Tottenham with two games in hand on them. Mm-hmm. It's actually just looking at the table which kind of surprised me. Newcastle are three points behind United. You know, the same games played. Yeah. yeah. That's mad. The play show next. With how bad like we think Newcastle have been over the last couple of weeks and yeah. United's kinda of faltered a wee bit recently. But even before that, the run United are on I think that that's mad. Like I always just kinda of thought at the minute the Premier League was like first and second United than everybody else, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a lot closer mm-hmm. there than I thought it was. Um Isaac's first finish was class, but we're gonna have to talk about VAR again because this game probably should have been done dusted earlier. ...when Newcastle's second goal was disallowed... ...because Felipe, despite sticking his leg out... to clear ball was deemed to have not deliberately played it... ...which makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, it doesn't. No, doesn't like, How can a defender stick his own leg out... ...direct the ball away from his goal... ...and not mean to deliberately play the ball... ...that mm-hmm. makes no sense to me whatsoever... Mm-hmm. ...and it's just the typical VAR looking for stuff... ...now to disallow goals. It was that young fella's first goal too. Mm-hmm. Like, there wasn't a person with in that ground... ...there wasn't a City fan... Or City fan, a Force fan, a Newcastle fan, even thought that sh- like there's no players screaming for offside, none of that. It was just VAR deciding to look for something and just come a completely idiotic decision. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. no, I fully agree, Definitely. fully agree. But look, in Force played well
1: as well. Um, Emmanuel Dennis's goal was absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um don't know if you've seen it, but Charles sure did. Finish. Yeah, oh, yeah. the the way over, over the Nick Pope it was insane. And we knew that Emmanuel Dallas had that quality,
3: but like I don't know, Nottingham Forest. You predicted them to go down, Dorman. Yeah, like do you still think they're? Yeah, I think they will go down. I think their home form's good, but away from home they're brittle and they don't score goals. Yeah, but like um, even this game they were one 0 up. I know they did play a bit better, but I seen like some stat, It was like Newcastle had like thirty one touches in their box, and Forest had six touches in Newcastle's box. So it's just like Newcastle ain't deserve to win the game, and as you were saying, if they can keep um, Isaac. uh, Injury free, scored a goal every 115 minutes. Yeah, it's, it, insane. it's not as goal scoring. No, it's the problem. It's keeping them fit. Yeah, but I do think, Force have been unlucky too because they got the two centre backs injured as well, so that is a killer. Yeah, but um, I, I do think I think non Force will go down because all the teams around them are picking up points now. I think they're only like two points outside the relegation yeah. zone. Um, I know the problem. See, at home they are very difficult to beat, but um, for New- I think it's a massive result for Newcastle too because. Um, I think Champions League is in their hands again and with Spurs dropping points as well like and potentially losing yeah. their monitor yeah and with a bit of momentum going now for Newcastle I think will playing well as well and that guy you are saying like, he, he seems to be a good player the way he came off the bench um, Anderson yeah, get this he he, seems he's be, done really well since yeah he's came on um, they are improving <coughs> a lot they're not really dependent on like Almeron as much now mm-hmm. and they seem to be a better all round team like they're, they're not keeping clean sheets but they're still getting results now which is a positive they're scoring goals so I that's, think,
1: what I was, uh, yeah. that's what I was thinking when I was watching the game like he took off Alan Maximan, who played alright in the first half not what we'd expect from Alan Maximan. I know you Connor, or Richie and uh, Owen you aren't a massive fan of Maximan's no, work no. but I, I think Maximan is good um, and I, I didn't expect him to be taken off at half time but once that young fella Anderson yeah. came on the game switched for Newcastle and Newcastle were in the game right from the very start. Anderson had a shot, I think, it was his first touch, it was after like 46 minutes, straight away, in the second half, he had yeah. a shot, um, and, and it was blocked, but, you could see the difference, as soon as some come off as well, so I don't know if it's, because it's obviously not, an ability thing, because everybody knows, whether you like him or don't, Anderson Exman, has the technical ability, to be one of the best footballers, in the world, he just doesn't have the work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well I think it also says a lot, for Anthony Gordon as well, the fact that, not he, even playing. that he's yeah. not, that he's not getting minutes I still he's don't. injured though but even at that Conor prior, no, yeah, yeah, prior yeah, to yeah, him yeah, being yeah, yeah. injured he wasn't seeing a lot of minutes no, Like, I, agree, yeah. I think that's a, like I said it at the time on, on one of our transfer episodes I think that's a bad bit of recruitment yeah, it's
2: yeah. awful I've never understood 50 million? why teams are like, yeah. looking at Anthony Gordon nope. I have seen nothing from Anthony right. Gordon as everything like remember last like in the summer Chelsea bid like 80 million or something stupid Ridiculous. for him like, yeah, yeah.
3: I just never like that,
0: seen of them Like Gay yeah. Anderson showed more in that half probably than yeah then Gordon has in in the minutes he's played. Yeah, yeah did at, you see what 100%. Gordon
1: said as well in his first interview as a Newcastle player. Uh-huh. That like Everton disrespected him and all. <laughs> he said for all life gay yeah, for Everton, I've been there since I was a young lad, and they've disrespected me and all. Like imagine coming out and saying that
0: for it's all crazy. I what did he do? Score like three goals for them, or yeah, something? and they're all and they were deflected. all deflected. Egypt, <laughs> <Agit>. ah. <laughs> oh. A terrible footballer, yeah. to be honest. Well, anyway, look, moving on from, from Newcastle, and we, we may as well go to Spurs next, the, the other side that are in that, that Champions League <coughs> hunt. Um, they completely capitulated at the weekend. Um, crazy, to be <coughs> honest. And then we had the interview after um, the game with Antonio Conte, absolutely lambasting his players and lambasting the the Tottenham Hotspur board. Um Spurs had an internal discussion there last night. Looks like Antonio Conte will not be the Tottenham Hotspur manager maybe by the end of today, mm-hmm, um, yeah. it seems. Um, and already papers are lining up and, and talking about possible replacements. So really, for me personally, I didn't think he was going to be there past the summer anyway. Um, I think Spurs are will, will do better without Conte, to be honest. Yeah. Um, for me, this uh, structure of appointing managers who, yes, have, have good track records at winning trophies, but that ultimately play a terrible brand of football, it's not the Tottenham Hotspur way. Mm-hmm. Um, in the years where other clubs had maybe faltered, Spurs were always within sort of that title race, that top three, and played very exciting brands of football under Maurizio Pochettino, of course, who is looking to be the lead runner um, at the minute to come back to Tottenham. Um but I think really the the main thing to note with Spurs is just that the 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 absolute capitulation in mentality, um, the fact that they were th- were three three one up with I think was it twenty minutes to go or less it was like 15. 15, yeah. was it like the yeah. the to concede two and then to concede that late on in ninety plus three yes it, and it was a penalty, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. I've seen the incident a couple of times it was definitely a penalty. I don't understand how teams can play defensive football when their defence is so shocking. Do
1: you know what, though? Like You say it's crazy. It is crazy, but it's not surprising.
0: Well, look, obviously, that's the style of football Conte plays, yeah. but the recruitment needed to be better.
1: No, sorry, I meant, I meant them... Uh, oh, like th- three, yeah. throwing, throwing, throwing it away. It could, could two goal lead well, away. Like, like, it wasn't surprising. No, so I haven't really
2: pushed. Like, yeah. First of all, <laughs> made two really good saves. Yeah, uh, when it was when it was three two, like mm-hmm. there is a, yeah. there is a word where we could talk about those results. So if Hampton won this game four three, because yeah. Spurs completely stopped. Like after Paris had scored, there was no way. So if Hampton should have got back in that game, no. and let it go in three minutes later, and just they were back against the wall for the next fifteen minutes. and yeah. so if got what they deserved in the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as you talk about Conte, a defensive minded coach. Shouldn't be conceding three goals in a the game. There made three goals to Southampton. Theo Walcott got a goal and assist. Like Theo Walcott <sighs> wrote. Like me and my dad were watching matches today, and they, my dad seen Theo Walcott and goes, "There's another one of these English superstars that never done it." And then we was watching. It was like, "Walcott actually played quite well." Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, <it's good. laughs> like, but like that was disgraceful from Spurs. And as you said, Kante, he doesn't want to be there. It's so clear. He wants to take a severance and he wants to go back to Italy. He'll probably end up in like a Juventus or something. Were a job where he's quite happy back in Italy, and he'd probably win them a league title and then it again because that's what he does. But
3: he was never the right man for yeah. the Spurs' job. No, definitely not. But see the the points he made, some of them were actually right, but it was just the timing. Yeah, you know, yeah. I think he just saw an international break and just go in on these players. Yeah. Um, but like Spurs weren't even that good. I didn't think they were like great, and they were three one up, and then obviously they just completely collapsed against the Southampton team. That's like I think they're second bottom of the league. They're yeah. struggling. You know, it should have been a 4-5-1 I don't know what happened. They brought on, like, that guy gave away the penalty, sorry. He, yeah. I don't know what he was doing there, to be honest. Um, But, like, he's right in some of his points. He is right. You well, know, they haven't won anything in 20 years, yeah. really. Yeah, he's you know, right. But as a manager are, for football, I know, you can't, can't say it, like. I know. It, it is, like, he's just looking to escape, basically. But, yeah. Um, he's burning as many bridges as he can. Like. Yeah, that's true. But with Spurs, like, I thought they were going to get top four, but now, <laughs> I don't know. Nobody wants it. <laughs>
0: I know yeah, it's like the that. Liverpool Spurs and Newcastle. they're they're almost fighting it out to yeah. see who doesn't want it the most. Yeah. So <laughs> it's
1: like, like pass the parcel, like yeah. But you know what? We, we can't take away credit for, from yeah. Southampton. No, full credit. Um, Southampton. What their managers, their new managers, done since he's come in, and uh, mm-hmm. like he's picked up some big, big points. No, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, like two points with going to Old Trafford and then playing Spurs at home. Getting yeah, two points from that game, even at the start of the season, would have been a, a big, big win for Southampton. Um, but yeah, it, like what was it? Seven points in his last four. Now he's got eight in his last five. Yeah, that's
3: class. That's good going. On. Class.
2: They looked down and out. So yeah, had to bring it back. The only thing for Southampton this weekend was they got a big pipe but all the teams around them also picked up points. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind only of thing that at the end, like obviously it's a massive result. Home yeah. Spurs, but in, <laughs> can't find the table it didn't really help them a massive amount this week.
0: Well, the only thing is obviously we we keep saying on this podcast that you're more focused on beating the teams that are around you, yeah. but these wee results are, are bonus points, these are no, added no, points, passes, you know, like- because like let's say Wolves go to Arsenal or whatever and get smashed, well then Southampton could look at that and go well, well, well we, yeah. we had a point there at Tottenham mm-hmm. or we had a point there at Man United no, i just so,
2: referring more to like the fact that Leeds managed to beat a relegation rival yeah. this week and Everton yeah. also got a draw at Stanford Bridge yeah. mm-hmm. which are two other main rivals yeah. at the minute that's kind of be the frustrating thing for them but they fully deserved the point. Like, the last 15 minutes, they destroyed Chelsea. Like, Chelsea, yeah. like, when it was made 3-2, Chelsea never even looked like getting another goal. Never mind making a chance. Or Chelsea, sorry, Tottenham. Never looked like creating a chance after it went to 3-2. Mm-hmm. So, like, F- Southampton full, fully deserved their point in that game. And like, we can't tell you. it's a miracle, he's still there. But I doubt we'll be doing this podcast in a week's time and talking about... Antonio Conte is Tottenham
0: anyway. No, I don't think so. I think today we'll, we'll get the announcement at some stage that the Conte has left Spurs. But look, as, as you said there, Connor, he did make some fair points, to be honest. And I do feel like at times this season, the players haven't necessarily been playing for him. Um, and, and I feel like at times this, this season, they definitely haven't given their best. You know, you only have to look at the Champions League game against SC Milan. Uh, that's as bad a performance from a side as, as you'll see, really. Um, but yes, I agree with you, Owen. As the manager of a football club to come out in a in an after-match um, press conference and to just basically start ripping into your players like that. You know, you never see... Like, great managers don't do that. No. They got it wrong. They did, they they've, did.
1: They've got it wrong since the sack, Pochettino, mm-hmm. like... And United done it too. We, t- we spoke about this ourselves, you United done the exact same. They hired a manager that's name was massive, yeah. but wasn't suited to the football club's style of play uh, uh, and ethos, general ethos. Mm. Like we were used to watching Tottenham and them, as you said, being in the top three, usually top four, near enough guaranteed under mm-hmm. Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah. Um, look, whether Poch comes back and whether they can replicate the success that they had under Pochettino. Who knows? Because his style of football has changed as well. He went to PSG, didn't do well. At PSG, no. Um, and he had the best squad in the world at PSG, and he didn't do well. Um, but he does thrive with. And I'm not trying to disrespect Tottenham, but underperforming teams because I think that Tottenham team should be comfortably into the top four. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. oh definitely. Best definitely. striker in the world, they should definitely be, well. On paper, best striker in the world. Anyway, owes a man at the minute. It's probably the best striker in the world. But like Harry Kane. It's it's unfathomable. What are you laughing at? No no go
0: on tell me. No, we were just doing the Aussie man. Oh you also <laughs> forgot about Holland. As well. Yeah, that
1: was awesome. <laughs> yeah, but I would I controversially I would say that Ozuman's in better form than Holland. Really? Yeah. I know Holland scored loads and loads of goals in the last like three games yeah. against shade opposition, but yeah, just in my opinion, at, at the current moment, Ozie I think Ozuman would be more favourable for every team in the world than Holland would be at this current moment in time.
0: Well so Haaland's kinda of like a Ronaldo in the sense that you have to change your style of play to suit him yeah, yeah. as such. Whereas Ozy Man, yeah, he man could probably play on most systems.
1: Yeah. That that's just my opinion. But yeah, Hikey and you need to be playing to his strengths and obviously Pochettino knows that. Um Antonio Conte Look, he got a few good results when he first came into Spurs, but it was never gonna last. He never lasts at any club. He went to Inter Milan, won the Scudetto, and
0: Thanks. fucked off.
1: yeah. <laughs> he, he rode out in his hay horse. He, he just burns bridges wherever he goes, like on purpose, though. Yeah, he, he does it on purpose. He knows, like he, he wants to be sacked because he knows he'll get the payday. Yeah. And yeah, he won't walk because he won't get a payday. Yeah, but he knows. Uh, do you know, I'll disrespect the club and I'll get. Fucking a, a big bag, <laughs> but
0: and he's always covering his back. Yeah,
1: he's always covering yeah, his own back. You know? It's not my fault. It's not yeah. my fault. Because no matter what happens with Antonio Conte, no matter how many bridges he burns, still he's on. still a world class manager, and he'd be sought after by the yeah. biggest clubs.
0: Yeah, I. But I, again, I think he's like a Mourinho. I think he's one of those guys that his time's done.
1: I, I understand that, but do you not think if Mourinho left Roma now and the likes of and say. Say, for example, Carlo Ancelotti left uh, Real
2: Madrid. Do you know, I think Real Madrid would go after Mourinho again?
0: I don't think so. Oh, they would. I, I, no, I don't think I, they I would. Don't I don't know indirectly.
2: if... Like, I get what you're saying, but I, I wouldn't see him going back to somewhere he's been before. I don't mean literally. Like. But, I know, but I mean, like, like a PSG or somebody would go for Mourinho if he was available and they sacked their manager or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Mourinho, he's still a big name. There's still big clubs going to go after him. It's the same with... On, um, hmm. Conte. Well, what do we think about Spurs? Like, do you think
3: Pochettino...
0: I, I would say Pochettino Has to be the front runner yeah, Will he nah.
3: come in now then Poch do you think he'll come
0: in? Um, you I, I don't know Ashin uh, seems, seems to think That they're going to get Ryan Mason On an interim basis again oh. For the rest of the season And I think if that happens That they're basically telling up the other clubs Around them Yeah you can have The, the, the <laughs> yeah, top three four points, here we go. Think, yeah. um, I, I would say Pochettino Um just because of the affiliation that he has with the club, look, he says it in interviews all the time. Like he loves Tottenham Hotspur. I, I personally, I know he was always linked with the United job and all, but I actually don't, didn't think he would manage anybody else in the Premier 100% League. Understand he would have? No, I don't think he would. I think he would have too. I don't United, know.
1: Definitely. If, if I knew the Tottenham Hotspur job was coming up, I'd be saying I fucking love Tottenham Hotspur. Do you know what I mean?
0: Like nobody does have a real affiliation with that no, club, I know he does. and he has I know a real affiliation with those fans. Those fans love him. They never yeah. wanted to see him sacked mm-hmm. in the first place. I Did,
1: still think if the United job was available and the Tottenham job was available, yeah. he'd go for United.
0: Mm. Mm. I, don't know. I, I don't know I don't know I don't know some good, managers are just loyal yeah, people true. and to me is one of those like loyal guys I feel like he would just manage Tottenham mm.
3: he's a good relationship with Harry Kane as well and they will love to keep him in the summer so yeah. that's yeah. another reason that's well. the only way I think Harry Kane stays yeah, same, is if, if Pochettino yeah. goes back
0: well I actually I, I don't think Kane will be there in the summer regardless to be honest I think he's coming up on, on the time of his life where he's, he's about to be 30 years of age now and there's still no trophies in the trophy cabinet, and for him to be regarded like it's all well and good, him sitting there going, "Yeah, I'm Tottenham's all-time top goal scorer, I broke the Premier League's all-time goal-scoring record," but no trophies to show for it. Is he really going to be sitting there when he's forty, fifty, sixty years of age, going, "I'm happy with my career"? No, I don't think so. I think it, no matter what happens, he'll 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 leave in the summer and he'll look for a club that's going to be challenging for for league titles. Because even even if Potts comes back in. Like Spurs aren't going to be the type of club that are going to challenge for for the Premier League like no matter no matter how many signings they make or who they sign like it's just it's realistically not going to happen they're they're not that type of club they are a, we we'll try and get into the Champions League every year and if they can pick up an FA cup or a league cup or something along the way they'll be really happy with that like but to put Spurs in the same bracket as Arsenal, Man City, Man United I'm sure Liverpool will be stronger next year as well. Are they going to be within that bracket? I don't. I don't think so.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can. I can see you coming from a key in there because, like, the Premier League kind of got kind of Americanized, if you know what I mean, in terms of talking about players' careers, where titles mean everything now. Mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, you would like, uh, like Alan Shearer, top goal scorer in the Premier League, best player to ever play in the Premier League. Yeah. Now you're gonna have kids going, well, you never, you only won one Premier League title." So like, that's kind of going to be the thing, same thing with Harry Kane that if he doesn't win a trophy. He'll kind of just become a footnote in somebody else's history.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, where does he go then? Because He United. wants to stay in the Premier League. Man United's the only club because every other team has a striker. Except maybe Chelsea, but he's not mm. going to go to yeah. Chelsea. No, he'll not go to
0: Chelsea. So no. just, he'll
3: go to United. Like the only club. It's, it's, it's just like, no, if United want does. them though, if United maybe would.
0: Oh, I'd say United possibly. will jump. Uh, United will jump on that. I can, oh, I can't definitely. Can't see, I
3: can't see a world where
2: United wouldn't take him. Yeah. yeah. It's just the price, just it's going to be.
0: It'll be 100 million.
2: But is he? Yeah. Uh, it's not a lot, Did he sign a new deal? Did he? Two no. years. No. Two, no. years
0: He's two years left on the deal. run two. down like so. Hey, look, they'll charge no less than hundred million. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and United will bite. They will. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hope yeah. not, boy.
1: not that I don't want them. I would love them, but with Victor Osiman yeah. available and twenty four, I'd much much rather him than Keane, who's thirty, and is gonna end up playing like Rooney in two years. Like He's gonna go deep and deeper, deep and
2: yeah. Midfield. Kane's like a a win now player, yeah. Win once now, where Ozilman is win loads in the future. Yeah. Like I understand, there. like if we
1: signed Harry Kane, it would be unbelievable, and I do think he would bring us a league title or two in the next two years. But I think for just because it's a hundred million pounds for a thirty million for a thirty year old, like it reminds me a lot of when we signed Robin van Persie. We knew we were going to get three absolutely world class years out of Van Persie.
0: And we only he, got one.
1: And we only got one. But he, yeah. but he cost 20 million. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was a no risk investment. Yeah. 20 million pound.
0: Well, 20 million then was expensive.
1: Ah, we, for the for the for best. For, no, it, for it wasn't it for Van Persie. No, it was really wasn't.
0: In 2012, 20 million was expensive.
2: I'm not, sure, not, 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 not for a player like Robin Van Persie. Not a chance it was. Like, for Fernando, a guy
0: who only had one year left on his contract.
2: Fernando Torres was going for 50 million. Yeah.
1: 20 million was Aye, But
0: sure, for, Torres had, what, three or four years still left on his Liverpool contract. That's why he was so expensive. 20 million for one year left on the deal for a 30-year-old at the time was expensive.
2: Like, I disagree. This like when I, was, when I was like an Ovid Arsenal fan and I felt robbed when we sold Van Persie for 20 million yeah. at that time. Yeah. Like, absolutely robbed. Oh,
0: well... What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll move it on. We'll go. We'll go top of the table because I feel like we could sit and talk about strikers yeah, all day. We went on a uh, tangent <laughs> there. If we wanted to, um, so move it to Arsenal. Four-one uh, victors um, at home to Crystal Palace. Um, obviously, Patrick Vieira has just been sacked Sucks by like Crystal Palace. So ridiculous. Like I said, I'll open it up there, boys. Anybody wants to jump in, jump in.
2: Arsenal fully deserved games over fairly early on. Like Arsenal are really, really reinvigorated this title challenge that are playing football the last couple of weeks that we knew they could play mm-hmm. that they hadn't played like I know you're talking about the Bournemouth game which is a bit ropey but out of their last four games they beat Everton 4-0 they, went, they beat Fulham they went away to Fulham beat them 3-0 they beat Palace 4-1 mm-hmm. so yeah. bar in that Bournemouth game they've looked really really strong and full value for their wins the like Jesus or Jesus is back now um. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Gabriel Jesus uh, Jesus is back now which is a big addition to them uh, Partey is back fully back he's back away now but he's back to the peak of his powers Xhaka is playing fantastic scored a great goal at the weekend mm-hmm. nice week finish Martinelli is quietly having a fantastic season scored again at the weekend we know how good Bakao Saka and Odegaard is yeah. so I'm like really struggling to see a weak point in this team obviously Saliba's injury could be massive and like they're not going to get their back Partnership isn't going to get tested massively yeah. against a pretty poor policy to fight their manager now, so that's not really the gauge to judge how Rob Holden's going to slot in that team. But look at Rob Holden; has kind of become a bit of a meme at Arsenal. But I don't, I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago when Arsenal played United early on in the year and Holden done his ACL. Mm-hmm. Before that, Holden was playing
0: fantastic. I actually think Rob Holden's a pretty good defender, think, to be honest. Rob Holden
2: can get a run in the team. He's he can be a pretty good defender. Like he's not going to be Saliba's level.
3: No, no. We're yeah. not going to kill ourselves mm-hmm. and say that's not a loss for Arsenal. It oh, is, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. He's a good... Um, i seen... Did you see that documentary they done with Amazon? Like, he was a good... I player. player. Yeah, yeah, I mean, have, like, they all loved him. Like, yeah, seemed to be around, good for yeah. that, yeah. And that's the thing. That Arsenal team
2: seems so in unison. Yeah. Like, even... Even Kieran Tierney came on and assisted the fourth goal. Yeah. And obviously, you know how much I love Tierney. <laughs> like, Tierney hasn't been happy at Arsenal. You know, Like, he's not been playing. But even when he when he put that cross Saka didn't care he scored the goal the first thing he did was go give Tierney yeah. Tierney a hug for playing the ball into him and that just shows how together that Arsenal team is mm-hmm. is that if anybody is feeling down they want the whole squad together they want to bring everybody in and I think that's just why Arsenal are going so well at the minute is because there is no egos in that team at the minute there's no prima donnas there's no I ain't better than you like we've seen Kante coming out and Blitz and Spurs players playing for themselves there's none of that in this Arsenal team at the minute Every, Saka is happy enough to not touch the ball and Arsenal score whereas some clubs a player I have to be involved that's not really at Arsenal at the minute and that's why they're going so well
0: yeah uh, I, I, I would definitely agree with that um, look I've seen uh, um, i seen over the weekend there Saka is the first player since Alexis Sanchez to register 10 Premier League goals and 10 Premier League assists um, he is crazy good unbelievable at, to be that good at 21 years of age um it's it's just baffling to me to be honest, just just how how good just how good the kid is. Um he is really Arsenal's future. That's yeah. that's their marquee player, that's their if we were talking about American sports, that's their franchise player mm-hmm. as such. Um they they will need Saka to stick around for a very long time. And again, it's it's always I I always like the stories when it's homegrown players mm-hmm. and it's players that come from the academy and Slot in and start to perform at this at this kind of level. It, stories I like that always make me happy, to be honest, because to me it just proves you don't need to go out and spend the hundreds of millions on players. You know, maybe there are guys in your academy that you can look at mm-hmm. that could yeah. that, that could reach that 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 level. Um, he he is definitely amongst the top three players in the Premier League at this current moment in time. I don't think anybody else could or, could argue in that. Um, phenomenal talent. Arsenal just really playing some good football yeah, sure. there in, in, in the last two games have um, I've sort of reverted back to that that nice sort of almost Guardiola style of football. And I know Arteta's style is a bit different to Guardiola, but they do look it's like... Be, a, it's based on it. It right? is, yeah. yeah. And and they do look more free-flowing now. And and you can just see every time they get the ball, their first instinct is to attack. And that's what good teams have to do. Good teams have to just always be constantly thinking about trying to get up the field as quickly as possible and putting the ball in the back of the net. That's what Arsenal have done well this season. So, look, for a play to them, it, it was, a, was a good result. But at the same time, a Crystal Palace team that are brotherless terrible.
3: They're, terrible. Yeah. they're the only team in the top four that, or top four leagues that haven't won a game in 2023. Mm-hmm. Like, at least, least they, they got a are, shot in target this time. Third choice, <laughs> third choice keeper. And that's I don't know why they sacked Vieira to bring back Roy Rae To bring mm-hmm. back Rae's. Like at least yeah. if you're gonna give him one more go at Arsenal, like against Arsenal, they did improve a bit. But for Arsenal, like Arsenal are the best team in the league to play the best football of some of the best players. Like even like bringing Jesus back in like Martinelli's just like gone up a level the last yeah. few weeks you know since he's yeah. got back in and transfers has got back in but with Palace like we all knew they're going to get smacked at Arsenal um, they just uh, I see even their centre-back got injured right before the game you by Anderson they were down like their third choice keeper like I don't think he had made an appearance before the game until mm. the midweek um, and I just don't understand why you sack Fierro. I know he hasn't won a game but why would you sack him the, like two days before the Arsenal game yeah. why not just give him the Arsenal game because you're going to bring in this I think it was like Paddy McCarthy or something yeah they're under 21 coach or something like how were they expected to get a result no. at Arsenal
2: the, like, I think they might have just sacked them because they, they kind of just wrote the Arsenal
3: game off anyway yeah. like, but like the, why wouldn't you just try why wouldn't you give it one more go and then sack them in the international break if you're going to sack them mm. that's why I just didn't understand
0: 12 games without a win was a lot yeah but we all said it in the mid-season review Patrick Vieira was overperforming yeah. with Crystal Palace like mm. we went through that Palace 1-11 they're terrible. they're terrible it's they're a bad thought. bad side like And he was, on the limited, the shoestring budget that he had was overperforming with that side. Like we said back then, you know, Palace were always the type of team that were going to be somewhere between 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, somewhere in around that region. But you know what? I think Sac and Vieira has put them in, in real trouble now. And you know, with the way the league's going this season and how people are picking up points and dropping points, Palace could find themselves within that relegation battle very, 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 very quickly. quickly. Yeah. So I, think they I
3: think they already are. I think they're in a well, three, look, three points above or something.
0: Don't get me wrong, yes they are. Like I, Statistically and, and based on the league position, yes they are in that battle, but just compared to some of the other teams that are there, I think there are some other sides that are worse Worst off than them. them the, the, worse off right. than them at the minute. Like
2: out of the seven teams below them, there's th- probably three that are worse. Three, yeah, yeah, there has to
0: be, has to be. It's so it's just
2: so tight down there at the minute. Like, it is. Just can you can you don't know what's going to happen. It's class, to be honest. It's exciting. Yeah, it is class. Yeah, like the, three, well. is yeah. brilliant. The, the final day of the season this year is going to be sick. Yeah, it's it's gonna gonna be especially brilliant. if Arsenal City are still tight. and it's like. Arsenal City could win the league. And there's like six teams that still get relegated. Yeah. There's three teams to take for Champions League. Yeah. The last day season this year is going to be close. Not going to know what Good game running. to watch. Be yeah.
0: That's true. That's very true. All right, well, moving it on to Leeds and Wolves. This is a result that absolutely blew my mind, to be honest. I did not expect Leeds going to Wolves and, and to beat them as comfortably as what they did. 4-2. Leeds putting together a bit of a run now at the minute. And, you know, the team that I thought were dead and buried are... Showing a little bit of character and showing a, a a little bit of fight now over these these recent few weeks, but um, I think Wolves just Wolves haven't looked good these last couple of weeks. I don't know what it is, and I can't quite put my finger on it. I seen until Konya scored, they hadn't had a striker score in like 30 games. thirty games or something. Yeah, like that's not good enough. They they need their 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 main priority this summer has to be getting some sort of. Number nine that's yeah. gonna come in and score at least fifteen goals in the Premier League.
2: The chances they created in this game, oh my like they had so many clear cut chances mm-hmm. that they just made an absolute hames of. Yeah. Like they could have been three 0 up themselves and then when they went three 0 down, it could have very easily been three all. Yeah. They just made so many chances and took, know, took two of them, but they took none of them really. Yeah. Like it's fairly easy to start to go are three 0 down. Yeah. And then they got it back to three two and they should have made it at least got a point out of this game yeah. those yeah. last 10 minutes and they didn't. It's so frustrating for Wolves Like, mm-hmm. and I think Wolves fans are going to be really frustrated because
1: I do think in their squad they have that player that's going to score them 15 goals a season but he's injured from the start of the season sasa Kjellan, uh, Klajic, Klajic. and he's class. He tore up the Bundesliga and they got him for like 15 million but he was injured before the season even started and I think if the hull hadn't fit from the very start of the season, it could have been a very, yeah. very, very different look for Wolves. It's mm-hmm. just
0: it's strange how you know, like, so they the, they bought Klajic, and I would have been the same as you are and I thought Klajic was gonna come in and score. like quite a mm-hmm. quite a quite a few goals, to be honest. Just unfortunate that in his first twenty minutes of Premier League football, he snaps his fucking ACL. SEL. Um, but then they they go to Diego Costa. Who has long past his best? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that about? And and that that is fun fun just a stupid signing. I do think hard two. I do think the hard two. Ah, uh, I honestly, I think they have been better going without Diego Costa. Yeah. I, just long, long past it. and then they spend fifty million on on Cunha, who
1: was never good enough. Has no. never been a
0: proven goal scorer. I look, I always thought Cunha was a decent player. I always thought there was talent and there was ability there. But like, that's his first goal for Wolves
3: and it was lucky taken well. him, exactly. yeah, like, it took a massive
0: difference. it's taken him this long to register a goal at Wolves so like, this is a guy you paid 50 million quid yeah. for it's astronomical money for somebody who's ultimately going to underperform while he's there
1: understand how Wolves knew they were in this position they knew they were going to be in this position for the rest of the season and yes they've bought players that haven't worked out but why did they let Goncalo go on loan after they paid 35 million for him in the summer he only look. He's only scored what two or three goals mm. for Wolves. Yeah. But he's still an attacking option who has the ability to mm. score goals. Why yeah. would you let him go on loan when you know you haven't got good enough uh, depth in your in your attacking yeah, squad? Agreed, yeah.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And look, they've they've also I think a major thing that people maybe haven't looked at this season and maybe we haven't analysed yet is like they've missed Pedro Neto for oh a God. lot of games yeah, this really season. Unreal. And Pedro Neto is their best attacking player like yeah he's unreal and like this guy he was linked with Chelsea in the summer Pedro Neto is a phenomenal footballer and they have missed that the one thing Neto can do is he can make a goal out of absolutely nothing he is that that special player that can beat a man and just put a ball into the net and, and they just don't have that at the minute and you can see they have the manager. They have some of the pieces in place to really, you know, push on. And I do think next season Wolves are going to be an even better force yeah. because they have that. They have the world class manager. They have the pieces on the board. Kilman, excellent defender. Neves has to be one of the, regarded as one of the best midfielders in the league. And then. You know, if you start putting other pieces around that, then that young fella Bueno at left-back has been very, very good this year. Mm-hmm. Nathan um, Collins. Nathan Collins, again, great addition. Jose that's one of the best keepers in in the league. There are pieces there. Matthias Nunes, great midfielder. Um, Adama, even if he is only coming off the bench, still a great option to have off the bench. If they keep Pedro Neto fit, that's a fantastic player as well. When Kalajic comes back from, from injury, again, you're adding another piece to that puzzle. They can be one of the better sides in the league. I just think this season is ultimately a bit of a write-off for them, yeah. and now their main priority is just try and win as many points as they can from now to the end of the season and just stay up.
3: They need focus. They've been yeah. unlucky as well. Like, They're did, you, with VAR this did you see the game, like how that was? I don't know how that wasn't a penalty. It's and true. they've had it against yeah. Newcastle last week. Yeah. I know you don't really want to blame VAR or whatever, but that and then that Liverpool FA Cup game. I know it's an FA Cup, right. but I like Wolves have been very unlucky. Like, if that game last week. Pope gets sent off the one that game. Let's be honest. Yeah. If they get the penalty, one-one, you never know. You know they've been very. I don't know how that like, wasn't the a penalty. There
2: was three massive VAR decisions in that game, and all three went against Wolves, yeah. and only one of them was the right decision. Johnny the should right be yard. sent off. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. That was yeah, straight red right. card. Right. Should have been a penalty. And the fourth goal thrower was fired. There's a clear yeah. shirt pull there. Oh, uh, the Like game. I don't understand yeah. how the ref can go to the monitor and see that and not yeah. loud Okay, maybe it wouldn't have mattered, but it would give them at least a minute to try and get something out of the yeah. game. Instead a game being dead at four-two. Yeah, yeah. The way football is now, it's a momentum game. Yeah. yeah,
1: So when your momentum's being hindered by stuff out of your control, how you expect it yeah. to progress from that? Definitely.
0: You can't, to you can't. be honest. No. That there's no. That yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. Like how many how many games this season? How many times this season have we said VAR is ruining? the flow of football and it is completely you only have to look at the FA Cup games this weekend one FA Cup game in particular where um, you know I'm not going to touch too much on it because we, we don't cover FA Cup here but you know, Fulham were the better side against Manchester United and VAR completely ruined their afternoon because United weren't at it no. well, at least that Fulham was the right were it was the right yes was no right look don't get me wrong absolutely the right decisions but when the game is constantly being stopped yeah. Because something needs mm-hmm. to be checked or something needs to be looked at. See that two, three minutes, four minutes recovery the teams get, and that chance to speak yeah. to a manager again, massive. It can change a game. Yeah, it's
2: like a boxing
1: match. It 100%. is, 100. It's like a boxing match. You could be winning the first round, and then you get your, your opponent gets 60 seconds to recover mm-hmm. in between yeah. rounds, and they could come out and absolutely blitz you. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Recovery time is is massive, especially mm-hmm. yeah. in a high intensity sport like football.
0: Exactly. And all, all a manager needs to do is say, listen, what I want you to do is tuck over to this exactly, side, because yeah. I can see this guy keeps pulling in here, and then there you go, you've exploited something. Mm-hmm. Something that you wouldn't have got the opportunity to do 10 years definitely, ago.
2: Yeah, definitely. They
1: see that in Arsenal games now especially, it's always Zinchenko or Xhaka or someone either calling the whole squad yeah. over for a huddle to decide what they're going to do, or they'll go over to Arteta when someone's down injured to get yep. a drink, and they'll all talk about what's, what's going to happen. Yep. And that's massive for teams, oh, especially definitely. in that position. Like, like You wrote a great article on VAR, lad. And people should really check that out in the Bottom Bin's website. Thank you. Uh, Richie wrote a, a brilliant article about the controversies of VAR this season. So definitely check that out. But the hindrance and momentum is
2: ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Like, do you remember in the COVID season, in like terms of the GAA, there was the water break every 15 minutes? Yes. And that was a minute long? Yes. Did you see the amount of games where a team would be dominating that game of football? Yeah. And then the water break would happen and it completely it changes changed. Yeah. because they got that minutes recovery. And a manager, yeah, he can stand on the sideline and go shout at the player. But when you have them, like, you can actually talk to them, yeah. tell them why you're doing something. Yeah. Like if you're on manager on the left-hand touchline lane, you're trying to talk to your right winger, it's nearly impossible. Yeah. But when you get the full group in behind you and you can go, right, that's what you need to do. You need to make a few more inverted runs or run diagonally or whatever. You can actually talk directly to him, get your message across, changes games completely especially V8. close contact yeah
1: like you've been playing sport how long Normal life nearly yeah it. all your life all of us have really like if you hear the opposition manager shouting at your the fella you're marking to do this and do that yeah, you're look. just gonna fucking oh well
2: if he's gonna do that that's how I'm gonna defend him. I, like, you know I, what I mean you I, know his tactics like, if he's saying oh he, he's every time he's shooting off his right okay right well I'm gonna go off my left yeah exactly like, yeah easy I like that. I love the, yeah. I love the fact that I'm playing I have the ability to shoot off. He just got a hat trick yesterday, lad. You <laughs> did That's true. For the for the listeners who
1: don't keep up with our personal lives, we played football yesterday. Anna Mcardle started off in nets and was like, "Do you know what, folks? He's playing shade. need an attacking spark. We need an <laughs> attacking spark here. He took an absolutely ridiculous touch out of the air from about 40 yards up in the air. He took it out of the air, um, and he went on to score a hat trick. So big old he did he it's did just, it's just what, what, I do. Bad, and what he does. just what
0: he does to be fair I'm yet to receive a thank you <laughs>
1: yeah, thanks lad <laughs> no worries lad just typical Monday lad <laughs> <laughs> should have had four for them making balls in Richie's corner
0: <laughs> <laughs> well look I'll move it on lads Aston Villa three nil victors at Bournemouth um or sorry well at home to Bournemouth um again uh, like we've said that this is one of those games where I'm sure Bournemouth aren't looking at it going uh we've been by side that are much better than us as such you know they're going to be more concerned about the games against teams that are around them and Villa aren't around them so I don't think they'll worry too much about it but um, Villa under Emery at times look very very impressive and I think if Emery had been there from the start of the season I think we would be talking about a completely different Aston Villa Um, at the moment I think we'd be looking at a Villa that was maybe pushing those sort of um, European spots um, he is again similar to what I've just said about wolves. They have the pieces there, and another strong transfer window. I think we'll see them push well, well up the table, especially with their investment.
1: Yes, their owners invest in them so
0: much. I,
3: yeah, they're yeah, rich exactly yeah.
0: They're very rich, very uh, a club that that has a lot of history. So. If they start to get this right, we could be looking at another sort of Premier League powerhouse in, in, in Aston Villa that could go into the Europa Conference League or even into the Europa League itself mm-hmm. and, you know, could do well. Um, thankfully, um, my pick of the week managed to deliver an assist, so he got some points this week. So thank you, Ollie Watkins. Um, Villa, very good, I have to say. Yeah, I've been yeah. really, really, well, really impressed, especially with Buendia.
3: Like Emery said after the game too, he says like the last few home games he's really starting to see his philosophy yeah. being shown on the pitch, and you can see that like they're starting to dominate games. Mm-hmm. And, like people like Douglas Louise and John McGinn have really improved. Yeah, I see. Ali Watkins is flying as well. Yeah, and um, they were the better team, and even at the back they look a lot more solid because yeah. before with Gerard they're kind all over the place. Now they look a bit more solid. I know they conceded like four goals a few times. Yeah, but I I agree with you. I think if he was in place from the start of the year, they would be up there because I think. They're like fifth or sixth in most points since he's come in. Since he's come in, He's yeah. got like 26 points in like 14 games, which yeah. is impressive. Like, mm-hmm. they're tied with Chelsea now. Um, and I just can't see them getting better. Like, they're just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. If they just keep improving, even though I think they'll get like a centre back in or something. Yeah. Um, maybe a well, midfielder. Uh, I know Mings has been playing well. And, and, and well, they had Diego Carlos come, come, come back. Come back. From, yeah, from like injury. The, I, I just see, like. He was on the bench the other day. Yeah. With his philosophy, they're just going to keep getting better and better. Mm-hmm. And, um,. Under Emery, I can see them. European football would definitely be a realistic target, yeah. especially like, with owners. Like this, was, season.
2: this game was 3-0 going on 6 or 7. Like, Bournemouth yeah. we're just na- never in it. No. We're by yeah. really, like, far the better team. And as you say, it's just a pity Gerard made such a mess of this team at the start of the mm-hmm. season because they would, probably would be challenging for Europe if Emery yeah. had to be in since, since the summer. They'd be, definitely be fighting with the likes of... I could see them being in the same sort of position as like a Fulham or a Brentford or mm-hmm. like those yeah. teams that were waxing lyrical about because they're in like a 4 and game unbeaten run. The two games they had before that were City and Arsenal, like right offs really. Yeah. And they were very unlucky not to come away with a pint against Arsenal. But obviously, the one that came off Martinez's back and then Martinez went for a dander up for a corner. But yeah. Villa have been really impressive the last couple of weeks. And as I said, Ollie Watkins, how is that man not getting England call-ups? Yeah, it's strange. It makes no sense whatsoever. Strange. He's probably the most informed striker in the Premier League at the minute. Well, one of them anyway. And, um, like, He's it's just favouritism in that England squad it's that. such favouritism like, mm-hmm. as we know Southgate has his favourites yeah.
1: Calvin Phillips has 56 minutes of Premier League <laughs> yeah. action this year and that, he's in the England
0: squad it's disgusting Why, and again nobody talks about that yeah yeah. that's an absolute flop of a transfer 50
1: Like £50 million pound. Jesus, ridiculous
0: <sighs> no I agree with you Owen Watkins is fantastic really really good striker um and he is performing at the minute. There's no doubt about it. You know, Emery seems to be getting the best out of him. And you know, one player that that has just for me, I, I just love watching him at the minute. Like I, I always love attacking midfielders. To be honest, there's just something yeah. about them. I always think they are the best players on a team. Um, but Buendia is special, yeah. really, really special player. You know, that I, I think that Buendia is is going to be the the catalyst of change for for that Aston Villa mm-hmm. team. I think. In my opinion, um, I, I think Bundia could be one of the top sort of attacking midfielders in, in the Premier League. The same way we talk about Madison or the same way we talk about Odegaard, like I, I feel like Bundia could get to that level. Um, I, I do think he is that talented.
1: See, Bundia we're seeing that played for Norwich. Yeah. Yeah, finally. yeah.
0: Yeah. The one that is not afraid to beat a man, the one that's not afraid to play a difficult ball that other players in the team mightn't want to take on that chance like Wendy yeah, will carry that responsibility he is he's fantastic to watch at the he first class he is well look I'll move it on then to the last game of the game week or sorry second last game of the game week Um, Chelsea and Everton Chelsea left with egg on their faces <laughs> once, again. Once, again. once again so thankfully I'm just going to cross my legs here and get comfortable because <laughs> we could be in for a good 10 minute chat here
2: I'm assuming the only reason Potter's still there is because he's still in the Champions League That's the only reason I can think of that they don't want to disrupt it in the middle of the Champions League run. Because I feel if they had got beat by Dortmund, he had to be gone. Well, like this is just another joke of a game. Like, let's be honest. Obviously, full compliments to Sean Dyche. He has done an amazing job and has completely transferred Everton. Because when he came into Everton, it was as dark as it could get. It was a bad, bad place to be. And he's picked up some great results. He beat Arsenal. Obviously, the draw away to. Um, Chelsea. Like, but mm-hmm. like, let's be honest. You're you're two one up against Everton, and you let Alice Sims stroll down your your wing and, and finesse it into the bottom corner. Like, like I watched Adam, Alice Sims a lot against when he played for Hearts against Celtic. He's okay. He's not a Premier League striker. I, he absolutely bossed the Chelsea defense. Chelsea defenders made him look like bloody primed Thierry Henry on or he just opens the body up and passes into the net. like And it's just Chelsea are just so frustrating and per the watch. Because We know they have the talent, they've spent so much money on this talent, mm-hmm. and they just throw stupid points. Like, even the first African goal, a corner, Tarkovsky wants the first ball, and then we let the corey two yards from the line flick a header in the net. How can the player be so free two yards away from your own goal? It makes yeah. no sense. You get a penalty to go 2 1 up, and Havertz does this stupid hop skip shite. That, like, okay, well done, you scored. I hate that stupid penalty. Like, I don't think it should be allowed. That when you stop your run up, I know they tried to bring it a couple of years ago. Like, he got away. Like, it's the only reason they're still in the Champions League is because he'd done that stupid mm-hmm. run up. And the Dortmund players, like, can't tell the run, future, run the box, they have yeah. to move eventually. Like, and uh, just Chelsea are just so poor to the watch. Like, they're, I don't understand. How, like, we talk about Vieira losing his job. How does Graham Patterson have a job? It makes no sense to me. They brought him in to be the saviour of Chelsea after sacking one of the best managers in history of football, and Thomas Tuchel. For not having Tuchel wasn't doing that badly. He didn't have a great start, but they gave him no time to no, turn it right. around. Yeah. And they gave him Graham Potter umpteen chances to turn it around, mm-hmm. and he's turning it in the other direction. Every time he thinks they've done a positive, they will get a great result against Dortmund in the Champions League, as controversial as it was, they're, they're a great result for them. And then they go out and draw Everton at home after being, being 2-1 up with two minutes to go makes no sense and I see like Twitter Chelsea fans like video Everton fans going how oh, they're la- they're cheering a the draw thinking they're making fun of them like wh- why is that a bad thing they're like they're, they just witnessed the academy graduate scores first ever goal for the club in the 89th minute in Stanford Bridge and Chelsea fans are laughing at the fact they're celebrating and not out bemoaning the fact that Graham Potter's still their manager and their club is an absolute mess at the minute
3: no, definitely I would agree with that. it should have been out of sight to be honest, but fair play to Everton st- stuck in the game. Scored a set piece, as you said, it was kinda a mad set piece, like one header and then not header. Seemed like four or seven goals have come from set pieces. Yeah. So I say like, stop that's Everton. That, that's way, yeah. like. The goal as well seems fair enough he done well, but Ku Bali got absolutely skint. He has yeah, been horrendous since he's joined good. the club. Like Honestly, that was just disgusting. We're, we're talking about a
2: strike here that Jojo Simonovic could keep quiet yeah. for Celtic, like.
3: And then the goalkeeper has to save the shot. I've been <laughs> saying that about Kappa. Kappa, it's just I just don't think Kappa is good enough to be honest at shot stopping mm. because like he concedes so many silly goals. Um, but people were like, "Oh, Chelsea." I don't know why the media they're very positive towards Chelsea. Like they won like three games in a row when they were back. They're sitting tenth in the league, tied on points with eleventh place Aston Villa. Like it's. And you'd Sounding. argue Villa, like Villa is a better side. If they yeah. play tomorrow, I'd, I'd say I'll Villa be back, beat them. I'd be back. Be back though, Villa. Yeah. Chelsea at home as well have been very poor, um, but like you know, as you, as I once said, like Champions League's the only thing to have. And Real Madrid are gonna pump them. pump them. <laughs> yeah. So it's just gonna be for Potter. It's just I think they'll keep Potter to the end of the season, and then it'll be the end of Potter. Um, but like for Chelsea, even next season, where do they go? Where do they go? Because they spend so much money. They're probably not going to be able to spend much more money in the mm, summer. You wouldn't
0: imagine because so. Because
3: the financial fair play. So it's just like, where do they go from here?
0: Suppose they have Lukaku coming back.
3: Yeah, lad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> see Aston Villa
1: and Everton are apparently looking at his situation. Lukaku's?
3: Mm-hmm. He'd be decent for a club, like that, to oh, be fair. I can you imagine Lukaku back at Everton? it like. would be sick. In the championship, he'd turd up, Lot. <laughs> <laughs> he would
0: turn <tear> up. <laughs> I know. I said Mente would be absolutely buzzing awesome oh, with that. would be unreal, La- yeah. awesome, yeah.
3: like, Let's be
2: honest, the best version of Lukaku were West Brom Lukaku and Everton Lukaku, and first and year. and first Man year United. Man,
0: United. Man United was good. Yeah, first year he scored 27 goals in his first year. and yeah. he was, he yeah, was good. Now, when, he ha-
3: when he had like, the dreadlocks, that was yeah. the best Lukaku you ever gonna mm. get. <laughs> but today is doing well. Like he's 11 points in his first eight, and I think Lampard in his last eight had like two points, so he's completely turned it around. And they just look more together as a team and mm. stability and set pieces as well. They're so dangerous. <laughs> from that kind of area. Imagine that where Everton could have been if they had to give Deitch time to bring in transfers.
2: It's true. Instead of giving
0: yeah, them didn't even get his own players. It's true, it's true. Look, if they had to just got rid of Lampard at the start of January, and, you know, Deitch could have gotten a striker yeah. that he wanted, you know, like you look at some of the strikers that went in January, Chris Wood probably would have been perfect for for that sort yeah, of, that there. sort of system, right. and you could see him being very successful at, at, a, at a say like Everton, but look, fair play to them, you know. The, 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 they had their backs against the wall, and, Look, I know Owen. You've obviously seen more of Ellis Sims than, than I've ever seen of him, but it was a good goal. It was a good goal. You yeah. know, like he absolutely made one he of scored, yeah. Europe's best centre backs look mm-hmm. like a fool. To I be mean, honest, he's a young be
1: fella. Like he, he's got so much time. Yeah. Hopefully, Deitch, until the end of the season at least, could turn him into. Well, look, that it. here at
3: Sunderland, like I like, like, never watched him in Sunderland to be honest, but this, you read about it. Like he played okay. Yeah. Like, like so, he's well, at least championship level. He, like, he, don't get me wrong; he
2: he, did he had that caused that a Bothering the back. he has scored against Celtic, but that's because we always seen the like, concert first against Hearts and then we beat them like five one. But he always seen the, the guy who scored the one. Yeah. But, like he's not a bad player. Like he, he does have good qualities. I just don't think he's like primarily league league level. Uh, he's yeah. not but, he's yeah. not gonna be the man for Everton. They need yeah. a new striker.
1: No, yeah, I agree you with know but the Sean uh, has to Play with the gears. He he yeah, he's got a lot of He's better than the Mope. Know, exactly. better than
0: Mope. We keep saying, you know, it is. It, don't say Mope
1: scoring a half No, I'm
0: on No. <laughs> but it, look, it is a shame for Everton because like, Calvert Lewin is a good striker. He just can't stay fit. Yeah. And if he could stay fit, I do think Everton w- would be in a much better scenario. It is just a shame that their, their talisman is not available 90% of the time. Yeah. Like, Right, i moving on to the last game, then lads. Brentford drawing one each with Leicester. Um, I don't really know what to say about this game. Tell you the truth, guys, it just felt like a felt like it felt like two points dropped. Really, but it it wasn't. It wasn't the greatest game of football, to be honest. It was. It was was a drag.
3: I thought Brentford were going to pump them yeah at home yeah. I thought they were going to
0: pump. yeah but
3: Leicester actually played a lot better than I thought they would as well yeah. like they did create a few chances mm. and deserved a point at least so and it's a big point for them as well because oh, they're not, in that huge, relegation zone huge, huge, huge coming point coming off four losses on the spin so Bradford, right
2: Bradford being 1-0 up at home you would have liked to have thought Bradford could have seen that out yeah yeah that's true they didn't like obviously Harvey Binky Barnes a good wee finish for the equaliser Binky Barnes Binky <laughs> Barnes,
0: Barnes <laughs> Funny face seasons of Arthur. What, what, a, what a show!
2: <laughs> Hard to believe he became a professional footballer off that. I know. Yeah, for to him like. I don't know, no, yeah. I just, I didn't see a common like. Benki bonds will equal. <laughs> <laughs> well, look,
0: I don't know, but there's not much more I can say about uh-huh. that game other than yeah, two points dropped. So shall we just move it on to the, yeah. or to the players of the week? This yeah. game that like. yeah. uh, Connor, you want to take us first with your player yeah, of the week?
3: Um, Actually, like a few players this week that have played very well, like Walcott, goal and assist out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Isaac obviously for still out back for um, so he does. Newcastle two goals, <laughs> but it has to be Saka two goals and assist, unbelievable player as you said was now I think he's got twelve goals, ten assists in the Premier League, which is just mental. Mm-hmm. Um, his finishing is unbelievable, and just all round, just a really top top player. Yeah. And, you, you forget how young he is. Yeah. Like, he's only what is he twenty one? He's younger than me, and that just makes me feel so yeah. um, and I think he's definitely a top three player in the Premier League and I think if they win the league he could definitely get player of the year 100% 100%,
0: yeah. 100%, 100% lad completely agreed completely agreed Owen cream of the cream the boob of the week
2: Yeah, uh, we've talked about him enough so far It's Antonio Conte for turning into his own team like, professional manager I see where he's coming from he made some valid points but you can't do that like as a leader of it, supposed to be the face of a team. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, no, agreed,
0: agreed, agreed. Uh, my fantasy player of the week. Uh, we double game week for Brighton this week. I'm going with Alexis McAllister. In great form at the minute, um, scoring goals, assisting, looking like World Cup winner. Alexis McAllister. So he's going to be my fantasy player. Of the a double week. game week coming up. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, I've got him
0: captain Very good player. Been picking up a lot of points recently. So yeah, I think he's he's a no-brainer. Yeah, really? definitely, definitely. Horn, opinion of the week?
1: Um, yeah. Um mine's very much kinda of like what we talked about with Ollie Watkins, how he didn't get into the England squad. So mine is that Florian Balagon should have been picked for the England squad. Um eighteen goals and two assists in, in Ligon this year. Um well sorry, in, in France anyway, in twenty nine appearances. Um he's been turning it up out there. Mm-hmm. He's he's only twenty one and I don't even necessarily think he should have picked him to start, but this is a player with so much potential that, and he has a couple of different countries that he can represent. That England probably should have got him in now and gave him a couple of appearances, so he couldn't switch his nations. And I think that Gareth gets missed out because of his English best towards the Premier League and his his own personal best with uh, his his personal preference of players such as Kelvin Phillips and uh, and the sort, yeah. Yeah. Um, even the likes of. Uh, ben White, obviously, whatever happened at the World Cup wasn't
3: picked. Um, Tamori, speak on Tamori. Because never get picked, picked is ridiculous. It's crazy. Like he played against Spurs in the Champs League last sixteen, played and well. was yeah. unbelievable. it's yeah. ridiculous. You know, kept quiet, helped keep quiet. High hard game, hard game. Yeah. Kian, yeah, but main striker, and, and then Southgate's coming out saying, "Oh, you know, we're eventually going to." M- Mess out players and all. I'm gonna to have to look in the championship, and then he's not even looking at players that are yeah. sitting in League One
0: that are playing in other respected leagues. Yeah. Look, okay. fair enough. Premier League's best league in the world. Yeah. Can't disagree with that. But it's not as if the other leagues around the world are of a shite quality, like because yeah, yeah. they aren't. You know, like we're looking at guys who have gone overseas have gone overseas because they're not getting the opportunities at the Premier League clubs that they probably deserve, to be honest. You know, a few years ago, Tomori was starting at Chelsea mm-hmm. and was a very impressive player and was just dumped out because Chelsea yeah. thought they could go and spend £90 on, on, on other defenders who have ended up being shite. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the fact that Tomori has went to AC Milan, has won a league title and looks like one of Europe's best mm-hmm. um, young mm-hmm. centre-backs. Yeah. Um Still but in the Champions League. Still in the Champions yeah. League. You know, kept, kept quiet. Arguably one of the best strikers in world football at, at, at the minute. And Harry Kane. Then you look at the likes of Balligan. Wasn't going to get his opportunity at Arsenal. You know, even like you. You look at Incaia. You mm-hmm. know, Incaia got his opportunity at Arsenal this season. He smashed it. Yep. Balligan, He didn't get the same opportunities, but. He's gone away. He's gone to a league in a team that we're probably expected to do very little in France. Yeah, and yeah. he's been—I think he's maybe second or third top goal scorer yeah. in League One at the minute. Yeah. He's been absolutely fantastic. So it just goes to show you there are English players out there, and I would say the same to Irish players too. If you do need to go abroad, why not give it a go? You exactly. know, yeah. because like if you even look at Jaden Sancho, look—I know he's not replicated this Dortmund form, but he was one of the best wingers in the world when he was at Dortmund you know just, cause, just because you're from a certain country you don't need to play your football in the, in that country mm-hmm. go away get yourself some experience and you never know working under different coaches under different systems could end up benefiting you and end up mm-hmm. benefiting your, your style of football so I we said it on our World Cup episodes you know what you get with Southgate he has his favourites as far as
2: yeah, your Southgate's compar- concerned there is no football outside of England no yeah. Yeah. he doesn't un- he doesn't understand What the Champions League is? No. (laughs) He's like, where is Madrid? I need to look at a map of England. I've never heard of this Madrid place. Like, it's just boggles the mind. How? (laughs) Holy (laughs) fuck! (laughs) Your head is so mad
1: to me sometimes, (laughs) lad. (laughs) Where do you come up with this (laughs) other shit?
0: Where is this Madrid place? Oh my (laughs) God. And he was definitely
1: thinking in his head, oh, this is
2: fucking hilarious. So yeah, uh, Gareth Southgate doesn't doesn't like Italians.
0: Apparently. (laughs) Funny, I seen a, I seen a thing on Sport Baby day, and it was, um, do you think Gareth Southgate could be a Premier League manager? No, Absolutely not. not. a chance. Like, how, how is he still in the England Job? Yeah. Like, he is it's a crazy it's manager. football
3: <laughs> is just
2: dreadful. In Inferno's, he, oh. uh, he, he does know how to raid the lock, something serious. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, then, 100%. I don't know what he's going to say there. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. he raids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in terms of the actual football, though, it's fucking brutal. Uh, like, it's not good terrible. For no. such
3: a talented squad. Exactly. The best of it is to have. Italy next and Ukraine and I bet you they'll struggle in both end games and everybody will be like South get out South get out South
0: get out but look at at the attack and talent that England have it's fucking crazy how good the attack and talent is that they have arguably second best striker in the Premier League Harry Kane arguably most informed player in the world Marcus Rashford (laughs) I know he's pulled out but Saka um, they've Saka they've uh, Foden Foden um, Balligan you know uh, Watkins Wilson (laughs) Sancho Tony for fuck's sake you name it they have it like you know, there is absolutely zero reason that team shouldn't be winning some sort of international tournament, like with an, with an attacking breath of talent like out there. I think with a better. But fuck them! You don't want to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it, with a manager,
3: for the Arsenal. Like?
0: But with a better manager, with a better manager, we're in. Was
3: there not like? If Bissi was there to be one, I think for the easiest route to the final, the, the French, the, the French, French were there game, for they would have been in like the final yeah. against Argentina. The France are have crop, better, like. they have a better team than Argentina, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I, everybody knows the Republic's going to win the next World Cup. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we have Evan Ferguson. We, we're well aware
2: yeah. that, that, that like, we might as well talk about Ireland's 4-0 win over France now. Like, we know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Evan Ferguson, Hotter, Nathan <laughs> Collins, keeping Mbappe out of it the yeah. entire game. All the boys, let's go. <laughs>
0: well, we shall move it on. In
2: our shitty castor.
0: Yeah, terrible, but we'll not get into that. Um, no. uh, so... That'll do it for this episode. No guess a player this no, week. No guess a player we'll, this week. We'll do it again next week. Um, our predictions we are not going to do on the podcast anymore because, to be honest, I can't really be bothered listening back and taking a tally <laughs> mark of them. everybody's <laughs> prediction. Yeah. So what we're going to do is there, our predictions are now going to be up on the bottom bin's WordPress and all of us are going to just comment them onto an article um, so you'll be able to see our, our predictions for the following week's um, football, obviously there's an international break um, now coming up um, I have an idea for an episode next week um, so don't worry, there will be something coming to you next week um, Once again, thank you very much for listening uh, we, we appreciate all the support the, the listens have been been going up steadily and we, we just really appreciate um, everybody taking time out of their day to Listen to us talk shit for you know an hour and an hour and twenty minutes um every week. So we, we we really, really appreciate it. As always, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. It is at Bottom Bins Pod on all three of those platforms. You can find us on the PowerLay Sports app, P-R-L-Y Sports, on the Apple App Store. Um we're gonna have some content coming on up there in the next couple of weeks. Um especially follow the TikTok guys because um there's a few ideas we've been floating around here that we wanna get put onto the TikTok. So Make sure and follow it. You'll get some some funny content up there. Um and as always, folks, keep it bottom bins. Keep it bottom bins. Keep it bottom bins. Keep it bottom bins.